It's Friday, September 30th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The Senate passed a short-term spending bill on Thursday that would avert a partial government shutdown when the current fiscal year ends at midnight tonight. The bill provides another infusion of military and economic aid to Ukraine as it seeks to repel Russia's invasion. The bill finances the federal government through December 16th and buys lawmakers more time to agree on legislation that will set spending levels for the 2023 fiscal year. It passed by a vote of 72 to 25 and now goes to the House for consideration. As has become routine, lawmakers waited until the final hours before the shutdown deadline to act. Senator Joe Manchin agreed to drop provisions designed to streamline the permitting process for energy projects and greenlight the approval of a pipeline in his home state of West Virginia. Those provisions had drawn opposition from both sides of the political aisle. The bill puts off for a few months the maneuvering that will be required after the midterm election to pass a massive government funding package. In other news, Hurricane Ian whirled toward the South Carolina coast where it was expected to make landfall again today as a Category 1 storm after battering Florida. With maximum sustained winds of 85 miles per hour, Ian could gain a little more power before rapidly weakening when it comes ashore and passes over the southeastern U.S. Behind the storm was a wide path of destruction that tore through the beach towns and coastal cities of southwest Florida, where Ian struck as a Category 4 hurricane Wednesday. More than 2 million Florida customers were still without electricity this morning, according to the tracking site PowerOutage.us. Around the world, a Russian missile strike killed at least 25 civilians, Ukrainian officials said, as Ukrainian forces made military gains in the east hours before Russia plans to declare its annexation of four regions of Ukraine today. Russian forces fired 16 missiles at areas near the Ukrainian-held city of Zaporizhia, including a gathering point for Ukrainians preparing to cross the front line into Russian-occupied territory. At least 50 people were also wounded in the attack, according to Andriy Yermak, the president's chief of staff. The Ukrainian government posted images online of the attack that showed bodies and shattered glass lying on muddy ground next to lines of civilian cars. The missile used in the attacks is primarily an air defense system that Russia has repurposed for ground attacks in inaccurate strikes that have killed civilians, according to Ukrainian authorities and military analysts. Back in the U.S., the stock market fell Thursday, sending the S&P 500 to a new low for the year as the worst bond route in a generation upended markets and investors wrestled anew with worries about a global slowdown. The declines jolted investors who enjoyed a short-lived stock rally on Monday. Treasury yields settled at some of their highest levels of the year. Rockiness in markets was exacerbated this week by the UK government's efforts to get its economy back on track. The Dow Jones Industrial Average on Monday joined the S&P in a bear market, defined in Wall Street parlance as a drop of 20% or more from a recent high. On Thursday, however, the S&P dropped 78 more points, The Dow Jones Industrial slid 458 points, and the Nasdaq pulled back 314 points. And six states sued the Biden administration on Thursday over its mass student debt cancellation plan, citing harm to state higher education lending programs and reduced tax revenues. Attorneys General in Missouri, Nebraska, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Kansas 
and an attorney representing Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds filed suit on behalf of their states in federal court in Missouri. The states are seeking the relief now since the Biden administration has indicated it will start rolling out the debt cancellation program in early October, according to Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Other legal challenges are expected after the administration makes a formal move toward cancellation, such as by releasing an application for borrowers to report their income. The Pacific Legal Foundation, a libertarian nonprofit law firm, sued Tuesday in federal court in Indiana. Biden administration attorneys have said the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act gives the Education Secretary sweeping authority to cancel student loans. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.